This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, fresh roasted coffee from the gold country of California. Hey, hurlers, we know you're going to love tonight's episode, and we hope you're enjoying the second season of Homeschooling in Real Life. We have really tried to come out of the gate swinging with some good shows. Now, you know over the years, we have asked for sponsors and advertisers to help support our show, but we want to do something a little different this year. We're coming right at you, the listener, and we're asking you to partner with us and become a patron of our show. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. We know a lot of you have loved what we've put together. We know you've enjoyed a lot of the shows and a lot of you have found freedom in the gospel and have actually learned not to hope shift in your homeschooling. And several of you have asked, how can we support you? How can we sponsor you? Well, this is the opportunity. You can become a monthly sponsor, a monthly patron, just like patrons of old, those that supported Mozart and those that supported Beethoven and those that supported Da Vinci, allowing them to do great art. Uh, you can help us produce great podcasts by sponsoring us as a patron. So again, it's patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. We would love to partner with you and we would love to create content uh, that has the fingerprints of our listeners all over it. Thanks so much. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 91 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Is me time necessary? I think this one might make some people a little upset. You really do? Well. <laughs> wow. Homeschool moms, we ask, is me time necessary? And their first response is, I'm upset. Well, I think that there is definitely the crowd that is of the opinion that me time is selfish. So we're going to broach that, aren't we? We are. But before we do that, how about a little fluff? What's going on? Well, I was thinking about this. It was, um, again, it was Lori who started the hashtag Team Fluff thing. Team Fluff. And I love this time. So we are recording this on the heels of last week's show. You know, we just came um, back from Phoenix, Arizona. We just spent 11 hours in the car. So we came in, we unpacked, and we're sitting down in front of the microphones because, man, we've got a crazy week of doing ministry. Yeah, ministry in life. You <laughs> just sat down and said, I need to pray for you because it's a crazy week of yeah. meeting with people and planning ministry and doing ministry both through church and through homeschooling in real life. And 
just our kids spending time on the bed with them. I mean, yeah. that's just the reality <laughs> was, of coming home. Yeah, hit the door and it was mom this, mom that, which yeah. is lovely. Yeah. But um, is, you know, it takes energy. I've had little I boys climbing all that. over me since I got home. So yeah. that's good. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They've just, <laughs> they've missed us and we miss them. But here we are sitting down for our audience. And even this is ministry in a sense. So are we trying to make ourselves sound bigger? If we say ministry, we spent <laughs> no, that whole episode right. last week saying yeah. ministry meant. <clears throat> you know you what? Ministry, it means something more. We have been getting response oh all over goodness. the place. Yeah. I think we have a lot of us who feel as if or you know, know for sure that we've come out of spiritually abusive situations where people wanted control or were trying to tell us how to live, which typically means their way. So it just has resonated with lots of people. Yeah. And, you know, we'd like this one to continue to go out because it can actually bring real freedom to people. People stuck in churches, people stuck in homeschool co-op movements, uh, everything. There's just, it's a good, uh, good episode for people to, to grab on to get some answers and to get the heck out of wherever they're stuck. Yeah. So please continue to share that. What else? You know what else? You're traveling this week. You are getting on a plane, leaving on a jet plane on Friday morning, super early before the sun even comes up in California, and you are heading out to Birmingham, Alabama. This is the refresh retreat, and this is a, a homeschooling mom's retreat. I mean, really, that was their emphasis. Like, it's going to be at a resort, and we want to pamper these women. And I said, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally all over I'm that. I'm on my way. <laughs> so uh, but b- between now and then, we have a lot of busyness. So uh, is this enough fluff? No, not at all. Oh, I want you to know that we have a little guy with a birthday coming up, and he told me today what he wants for his birthday meals. Right. I, I got them. There's like Fig Newtons for breakfast. Is that what he said? Fig Fig bars. Fig bars for breakfast. This kid continues to amaze. This is the kid who always has ordered carrots instead of french fries. Yeah. But he also at one point told me he wanted oysters and clams for lunch. And then he said, no, just kidding. But really, could we have crab? Wow, funny. (laughs) (laughs) No. so funny. We cannot have crab. So, yeah. All right. Well, that is enough fluff then. Let's get on to this week's show. And we'll be back in a minute. So we're going to butt back in here for just a second because we just got done recording a session on the fluff and Kendra said we weren't funny. So that was so not funny. It was funny. so heavy. Was it heavy? Well, I just think people think we're funny or you're funny and that wasn't funny, Fletch. Well, I don't... I, we, I, did I say we just got back from Phoenix? It was 11 hours in the car. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm Tell me bit mojied out. Whoa. Have, like, we bit mojied the whole way home <laughs> and now I'm like here just like barely keeping my eyeballs open. Tell me a joke. Um, I don't have one. I don't even have a joke for you. What? I don't. I don't. I don't even... There's nothing funny about this. I, where I do Eskimos like, keep their money? Where? In Snowbank. Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> I know, but Christian the told me that The worst fluff time ever. Home. That's it. Fluff time's over. <laughs> All right, hurlers. I want you to join me during my favorite time of the week. A little ritual I have. Uh, I have in front of me my Caroline's Coffee Order. It came shipped uh, nicely packaged from UPS uh, in this cardboard box. So I'm going to tear into it a little bit here and open it up. And oh yeah, the overwhelming smell of coffee. Um, as soon as it's delivered, uh, the staff at my office knows I'm getting coffee because it smells so good uh, right in the box itself. And here, opening it up, 
yep, there's a little note. It says, enjoy your Caroline's coffee shipment. It's packed with love by Emmett. Here underneath the straw, yeah, a pound of natural Ethiopian Yerga Chafe Cochere. Oh, I love this coffee. I knew it was coming because I'm on the mailing list for Caroline's Coffee, and they announced this week uh, what bean they were grinding and sending and uh, told me all about it. I mean, I know it's berry-flavored. I know it's a light to medium roast. I know it's loaded with caffeine uh, for those of us that like to get a kick from our coffee as well. Um, and here's the deal. If you haven't tried it, you have to. This, I mean, this smells delicious. I can barely uh, record this right now. Um, you need to head on over to carolinescoffee.com. Whatever you buy from the shop, if you use our code HIRL, that will get you 10% off your order at checkout. Um, so while you're doing that, I am going to go tear into this bag and grind up these beans and make a pot of coffee. Don't forget, carolinescoffee.com. Use the code HIRL and tell them that Fletch and Kendra sent you. All right, we're getting ready for this discussion that we recorded a few weeks back with Dr. Melanie Wilson, a Christian psychologist, homeschool mom of six, and podcaster on the Homeschool Sanity Show. And why were we sitting down with her? Well, because we've we had this little discussion on Facebook one day where she said she had posted about me time and asked moms what they do to replenish themselves. And there were some interesting responses to that. So I don't get why you think this is going to be so controversial. Well, let me tell you, over my course of, you know, the years that I've been in in Christianity, or how, let's just say in American Western Christianity, there's a guilt trip with that. There's like, if you take any time for yourself, that's selfish, me time is selfish, self, you know, self, 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 self. Right. But when someone blows up and goes off the rails and crashes, the first thing we tell them is, you, you need, need to, to take re- some yeah, time you need off. take some time off. Right, I know. And so it yeah, it's not fair to to just throw everything out on the one end and then tell women, well, you know, you're pushing yourself too hard or what were you trying to do? You need to take some time off. So, yeah, th- what we're talking about here with Dr. Wilson is how we find time to maintain our own health, spiritually, physically, mentally, uh, is there any other? Well, emotionally, I said sexually, and she said she didn't want to talk about that on a homeschooling podcast. We need to do that on a that marriage is podcast. Like a whole yeah. other episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But how do you maintain that at a level that allows you to to really do the job, all the jobs that God has called you to do? I think that's the bottom line. Yeah, right? and I think that's it. And I think you know we're leading into this, telling you, uh, just give us your ears for this one. This is a great episode, and I think we can all gain something from it. Um, I know we took some time for homeschool dads on this episode as well. So this isn't just Kendra and Melanie talking together. I get in there. We're talking about dads too. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you give it a listen? We'll be back at the end. All right. So Kendra has posted on Facebook about losing ourselves. We've talked about this in a previous podcast. And one of our Facebook friends and fellow podcasters, uh, Melanie Wilson, commented on that post, and that began a discussion about the importance of me time. And as things go, we found there was a podcast episode there. So uh, you may remember Dr. Melanie Wilson. She was our guest on episode 60 about depression. She is a Christian psychologist and homeschool mom. You can find her on her website, blog, podcast, and Periscope at psychowith6.com. 
Welcome, Dr. Wilson, to Homeschooling in Real Life. Hey, thanks so much for having me back. It is one of the most fun things that I get to do. It is my me time (laughs) to hang out with you too. Oh, that's awesome. So Melanie, this is an interesting topic because I think, I think, and we can, you know, parse this out, but part of me wonders if the problem that Christians tend to have with the idea of me time or self-care are those words, me and self, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so I think if we recognize the fact that we all have a job to do and we all have a ministry to do, um, and homeschooling moms and dads in particular, you know, the ministry is intense because you're with your kids all the time. And maybe if we just framed this in a different way and said, look, you need to be healthy spiritually, mentally, physically in order to then do that ministry is, does that sort of make the pill easier to swallow that this is something that we need to be doing? Yeah, I think it definitely does. Um, you know, that's how I always frame it to people, but I don't think that that necessarily solves a problem in terms of specifically what does that look like then? (sighs) You know, I mean, a lot of people have commented when I talk about, um, you know, when was the last time you went somewhere with just your husband, for example, they'll say, oh, well, never. I can't remember the last time (laughs) I did that. You know, I know that's not me time, but um, I also asked people on my Facebook page, Homeschool Sanity, when was the last time you were away from home and away from your kids? And they said the same thing, you know, like never. And um, with just a few individuals, I felt a lot of resentment, Mm. (laughs) I guess, because I was talking about the fact that I was going to be away from my kids for a while and I was excited about it. And One particular person asked if, um, you know, why would I do that? Because she thought the point of homeschooling was that you were home. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) And you can imagine what I thought about that. Yeah. No, so tell us, what do you think about that? (laughs) You know, the truth is that I couldn't do what I do if I didn't take time for myself. I mean, I would be, you know, my handle, my blog is psycho with six and that's what I would be. (laughs) I would be pretty (laughs) crazy if I didn't take time for myself. I have honestly never felt guilty about it. Just never. Just like I don't feel guilty about eating. (laughs) I don't feel guilty about sleeping. I have to have time away from the demands of my family in order to, to stay healthy and sane. It's just a reality. So when we're talking about me time, we are agreeing that this encompasses all aspects of life, right? From physical to mental to spiritual to emotional. Can we dive into that a little bit? I mean, what what we're talking about in each of those segments? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so let's start with the physical aspect. Every time after I would have a baby, my husband was amazing about being willing to watch the kids so that I could go to the gym and exercise. And a lot of people think that he was just being, you know, just so wonderful and sweet and caring, but he does care about me having exercise, not only for the way that 
it makes me look better, but also because of my emotions, you know, is what I'm like if I don't get that physical exercise. And I've had so many moms say to me, you know, how do you find time to exercise? You know, how do you do that? And you never are going to find time Mm. for things. You know, you're never just going to wake up and go, wow, look at all this time that I just found. It just (laughs) appeared for me. Well, it's not going to do that. Extra time doesn't fall into our laps, but we have to make it a priority. And I have done this many, many ways over the years. And I think it is absolutely critical for us as moms to have that time. I have When I just had a couple of little ones, I would take them in a stroller to get some exercise. I have gone to gyms that have childcare, and I've taken advantage of that. I have traded childcare with um, friends so that we could each exercise. And then, as I said, I've had my husband help me out. Now, um, I get up early before anyone else is up. And that's when I get my exercise time in because it's just easier for me to fit it in. I've done it really every way that there is to do it all different times of day, um, at home, at a gym, taking classes, you name it. But it is absolutely critical um, to include that as a part of your life. Now, what about so that would the, be one way. Yeah, what about the mental, Ken? Yeah, I know you. Mental. Kendra mm-hmm. wants to go mental if she doesn't get <laughs> mental time. Um, there's been plenty of times where, uh, I mean, this week, this is a week where we talk about homeschooling in real life. <laughs> My wife sent me a text today and said, "I'm it, Calgon, it's not Calgon, take me away. I'm, I'm going to, you know, turn myself in to, yeah. a, to a facility. <laughs> so what, what have you seen with the mental part? Yeah, um, it is stressful. To be a stay-at-home parent, first of all, I mean, the fewer contacts that you have with friends, the more difficult it can be, especially if you're an extrovert like I am. It makes it really, really challenging. I mean, I think even if you're an introvert, you know, if you're only talking to small children um, all day or if you're only talking to teenagers all day, it can be stressful too. But um, we need to have time to talk with someone other than our children. And if our husbands are working outside of the home during the day, we don't have that adult contact. And then when you throw the homeschooling piece into it and you're not only parenting, but you are the teacher, you're the administrator, sometimes you're the principal, sometimes you're the school nurse and you're the bus driver. And, you know, we we know how this goes. Mm -hmm. We are playing all of those roles and it's wearying. It's really, really wearying. Uh, I can just tell you for me personally, lately, and I've shared this with my homeschooling friends, I just get really weary of school students complaining about the curriculum for them. And, you know, nobody wants to hear just griping and complaining. Yeah. And sometimes we get that, you know. I'm not a perfect homeschooler. I don't have perfect kids. And Sometimes we have to deal with those kinds of issues or the issues of not doing your work that you said you did. Can you tell that I've had a child (laughs) who's been been dealing with that issue? Been there, done that. You know, I need need time to usually talk with other moms. Sometimes talking with my husband helps me, but sometimes I just really want to talk to a homeschooling mom who knows what it's like. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they say, I hear you. 
I know what you're saying. I've been there. Or, you know, when it was my um, earlier days in homeschooling, you know, oh, I was up all night with a sick baby or, um, you know, maybe my baby just isn't sleeping through the night yet and I think he should be. You know, it's just all of those things where it's just, it's mentally exhausting. You don't get, like you would in a workplace, you don't get those um, compliments on your work. Right, right. (laughs) You know? I mean, um, sometimes, sometimes I do. You know, I, I do have those moments, those rare moments when I feel like my children really are rising up and calling me blessed. And I thank God for those. But more often than not, we homeschool moms are not being rewarded for our work. And, and that is really, really mentally draining. We, we don't see the outcome of what we're doing. You know, we just we just don't see it. We don't see the final results. And so um, we need to be with people. We need to take breaks and maybe do things like hobbies where we do see a final result. Right. That's why I, you know, I mean, Kendra's nodding. I mean, that's yeah. why I love to blog because I finished a blog post. Right. Yay! <laughs> you know, there's a knitting it's project that, yeah, was, uh, that was laid out in the closet. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. I think, you know, you don't see the end result or people are thwarting what I'm doing all day long. So it's fantastic that I got the laundry folded, but here you go, mom, here's another, you know, four piles or, you know, or that's great that I made this wonderful dinner. It was obliterated in 10 minutes flat, you know, it makes me think of, do you remember when, uh, when Nate graduated? Yeah. Uh, we had a big, uh, pizza party for him on the back porch and there's a picture that we saved of Nate hugging you because we had to take a moment and say, (laughs) dude, Thank your mom. You graduated <laughs> high school, and not because of your efforts at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you you did it, but you know, and it wasn't thank your dad. It was thank your mom for what she did. That's one. The second thought I had here was uh, I have two more thoughts actually, but okay. But this one is she just touched on uh, introversion because you know you don't need time with <laughs> other homeschool moms, Kendra. Mm-hmm. You, you may not know this. I know our listeners have heard this over the years, but. Kendra's a she's a dyed in the wool introvert. I mean, she she married the wrong guy. I dragged her <laughs> everywhere. I married the right guy. The right guy. But, yeah. But so otherwise, you know, I'd be a hermit. You yes. need you need downtime. Yeah, downtime. But I also need to be mentally challenged, and that's another facet I think of the whole mental health part. Is that um, you know. I'm sorry, third grade math is not challenging to me, <laughs> particularly with the seventh kid in a row, you know, um, and some of those things are not or the things that I'm dealing with mentally every day are putting out little fires. And that was another text I sent you, Fletch, about, you know, if one more person asks me to solve their problem today from the doctor's office to, you know, whatever the little situation is. So I want things that mentally stimulate me. Um, so it's a Spanish class online or it's... Um, you know, theology I'm studying or whatever it is that, that, that are more than, uh, at child level. Absolutely. You know, we do need our own need for challenge and stimulation and education to be met, or, you know, it's just going to become too much and we're not going to be able to continue homeschooling. You know, it's one of the things that I love about homeschooling is that I get my own education while I'm teaching my kids. But as you're saying, if you're doing the same things over and over, if you're at really a low level, 
of teaching, you're probably not going to get everything that you need to stay mentally in the game. So great, great thoughts on that topic. All right, Melanie. So I am not a perfect homeschooling father and dad. I am far from it. Uh, but a couple weeks ago, I realized that Kendra, as a um, special needs homeschooling mom, um, was clearly getting to the point, when I joked about it, but she was getting to the point where... What was your first indication? <laughs> uh, there were just a lot... Language was changing in our house, and I mean, things were getting a little harder. And then, uh, quite honestly, uh, we live in the Central Valley of California, so the fog was setting in, and we were losing sunshine, and someone had given us a nice, beefy gift certificate for a local spa <laughs> and hotel. And I said, why don't you take that and go away for two days? And then I recommended taking a girlfriend who also has a special needs daughter, and I said, why don't you guys take a special needs weekend away? And, you know, it's the, one of the brilliant things in my life I feel like I've I've actually suggested <laughs> Um, and then called the hotel and had a bottle of champagne and chocolate waiting for them. Uh, that's, you know, I was really oh trying to, I was, was really very, shooting high. Very, kind. But um, this idea, why is self-care so important? I mean, I know I, I brought, I got a wife home when she came back. Um, but why is it so important? Because no one else is going to take care of you to the extent that you need. You know, I mean, yeah. God will always take care of you, sure. but in, in terms of, um, human <laughs> ability to, to care for us, there is no one else who can do it like you. No one else knows what it is that you need, where you're really struggling, where you've been depleted. So we have to take the reins. We can't wait for our husbands to do something amazing like what you did. Yeah, and for it's, it was a one-time thing. Let me, let me get this a point across, people. I'm, I'm not tooting my own horn. It's just an example. It's just yeah, an yeah, example. Yeah. I mean, I can see homeschool moms like taking the earbuds out and giving it to their husband. Listen to what Fletch did. No, that's just one time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's it's not just our husbands, but you know, even our friends. I had a friend who was so stressed um, this fall that she ended up in the hospital and just in talking with her, I realized what had been going on. And if she had only talked with us mm -hmm. about what it was, then I feel like we could have, we could have helped prevent that kind of breakdown that she was having Yeah, uh, because it was nothing like no huge, you know, insurmountable difficulty that she was having. It was just your your average everyday homeschool mom struggle. So that is why it is so, so important. If we don't take care of ourselves and no one else does because they have no idea what we need, right? then there is every chance in the world that we will break down physically or emotionally and we will have to give up our homeschooling anyway. Yeah. That's let's, a great point. Yeah. You know what? Let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about guilt. I was just, gosh, I was just <laughs> going to say that. Yeah. All right. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, Hurlers. This is John Wilkerson, host of The Wired Homeschool, another podcast you can find at thewiredhomeschool.com. Since 2010, I've been providing tech, 
tools, and tips for homeschooling the Internet generation. If you're looking for the right tablet for your tweens, an online resource for drilling math facts, or need to know if Yik Yak is safe for your teens, stop on by and have a listen. Each week, I cover STEM-related topics, discuss social media trends, or interview great guests that will equip your homeschool in the ever-changing digital landscape. Visit thewiredhomeschool.com and stick me in your ears, and together, we can get your homeschool wired. Well, welcome back. We are talking about self-care or me time or just taking care of ourselves as homeschooling moms and dads. And we're here with Melanie Wilson. Melanie, we we were laughing over the break about mom guilt, but you know, it's not so funny. And I don't know what that is and why we moms feel that way, but let's talk about that a little bit and how to get past feeling guilty if we sit down with a cup of coffee and a bowl of ice cream at the end of the day or, you know, whatever it is that we Mm -hmm. feel like we need to nurture ourselves. Um, Let's talk about that mom guilt. Okay. You know, one of the more surprising reasons why some moms have guilt and would explain why I don't is that they see their husbands not taking time for themselves either. And so because they don't, they don't feel like they have a right to it. You know, maybe your husband works uh, even more than full time and, you know, he's exhausted and, um, you know, he just comes home and spends time with the kids and spends time with you. He doesn't say, hey, I'm going to go out with my guy friends and, you know, hang out for a night just to have some me time. (laughs) And so because he doesn't. You don't feel like you have the right to ask for that. Mm -hmm. And what I have said is that, you know, even if your husband doesn't take time for himself, that doesn't mean that you don't still need it. You know, (laughs) it's just a reality. Um, Encourage your husband to build those relationships with other men um, if he's a social kind of a guy or to take time off away from you and the kids to do a hobby that he really loves. And, you know, you'll keep the kids out of his hair. Um, You know, that's me time too. It's not all just social, Mm -hmm. but that is what I have heard over and over and over that keeps women from doing it. And I would just say, you know, if my, if my girlfriend was uh, running herself ragged and wearing herself down because she wasn't taking care of herself, I'm not going to say, oh, well, since she's not doing it, I can't do it. You know, who cares? Who cares what other people are doing? Right, right. Other people are making mistakes, right? So do the best thing for you, for your husband, and for your family, because that's what it comes down to, isn't it? When I take care of me, I am also taking care of my husband. Right. I am also taking care of my kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, we forget, too, for those of us who have husbands that don't seem to need a break, their days are structured in a way that is not so... um, it's not that it's less demanding. It's that they don't have to carry everybody else with them all the time. And so, you know, there is usually a bit of a commute of some sort where they're by themselves or it's, you know, there's some time to think and they actually get to use the bathroom by themselves. Nobody probably <laughs> follows them in there in that bathroom at work. And lunch is an actual break, you know, Um And so I think we forget that as moms too. Like it is just absolutely, it's, it, you can't breathe without, you know, some child 
stuck to your hip typically. And our mm-hmm. guys don't have that. All, and there's the management part of it too. If, if you have a husband who ha- who manages people on any level, you know, whether it's one guy who's just below him or, you know, whatever it is, that person generally does what they ask them to do. Um, and, is, and is trying to please them, you know, and I'm working with a quote unquote staff that complains constantly, you know, doesn't follow through, does a really crummy job, you know, most of the time too, is it's not very good, you know, because we're in the training stages, they're kids, you know, my expectations are not that they do things like adults, but, but that's the reality of it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and so if you don't, you know, lose that guilt, moms, because if your husband comes home and he's just a tired guy and he's worked really hard and all of that's, you know, great, um, his his need may be f- filled by hanging out with the kids where your need needs, you know, to get away from mm. <laughs> the constant demands of the kids. Yeah. So, right. yeah. You know, Fletch, you've said that to me. You said a break for me is hanging out with these guys over the weekend. And oh, I'm, yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you have at it. Well, we're recording here today <laughs> on a Friday, and we have three kids. Well, we have six kids at home right now, and three of them are going to church summer camp this weekend. Or, well, win- well, not winter, winter, camp. winter camp. Sorry. <laughs> winter camp. And uh, the three littles, which are 12, 9, and 7, um, th- I want them to go on an adventure with me tomorrow. And Kendra's like, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> so that's real. That's and that's real life, and that's true. So, ladies, let me ask you a question. Um, front-sided strength is uh, taking time for ourselves, um, nourishing, replenishing all these things. The backsided weakness are the moms who do this all the time and homeschooling is not getting done. (laughs) So um, I know Melanie loves to talk about this (laughs) when actual homeschooling doesn't get done because, because mom is running ragged all day. She's at the gym. She's, you know, at the uh, Bible study at the church. Everything's a play date. Yeah. Um, Can we talk? I mean, is that a backside? Is that something to, Hey, just keep those, keep those uh, um, warning lights. Be aware of it. Definitely. You know, I mean, it's, it's not like a popular thing to talk about with moms because I'm not just talking about the mom who's running around doing all kinds of things because usually she has her kids in activities. I'm really thinking more about the mom who thinks that she's having me time and renewing herself by being online all the time. Oh, Mm. yeah, Yeah, I know. Sorry. Wow. That, that stings um, or, for some listeners, yeah, but it should. It should sting. It, yeah, yeah. Or um, being online. Um, well, I said online all the time, but being on the phone all the time. Um, not, not really doing what you should be doing. I have definitely been guilty of this. Definitely. Um, I really had a lot more of a problem with it when my kids were younger because yeah. I think my stress level was so much higher I felt so much more desperate for connection. Mm -hmm. And one of the mistakes that I was making that I think a lot of homeschooling moms make is here's the problem with having your online time be your me time while you're with your kids and you're, you're homeschooling and you're, you know, trying to get them to do chores and you're getting dinner going and all of that. You don't really feel like that's me time. Okay. It doesn't feel like me time at all mm, <laughs> when yeah. you're on, you know, you're online and, and the little one's saying, oh, I need to go potty. I, you know, or he hit me and, you know, all of those kinds of things. 
And so you feel interrupted. You don't feel refreshed. You don't feel renewed. And Mm -hmm. so what do you do? You keep staying on. And the kids keep bugging you and they keep coming to you. And then maybe even your husband gets in on the party and he's trying (laughs) to get your attention and you're still ignoring him because you haven't gotten what you needed out of that experience. Mm. And the reason that is, is because you haven't made it protected time. You're trying to do everything at the same time when what we really need to do, you know, Kendra wasn't confused at all when she went away for her special needs mom personal time. Right. She wasn't, she wasn't trying to homeschool and, you know, lesson plan. I hope, I hope not. You weren't trying to do that, were you? Nope. Um, You know, we have to be very, very clear about this is my time to be renewed, to be refreshed. And that means that I'm not going to be constantly interrupted by people. And when I am homeschooling, that is what I am doing. I am not on the phone. I'm not on Facebook. I am, you know, I am cooking dinner and that is what I am doing. I'm mm-hmm. not on the phone too with little kids pulling at my leg. So we have to get better about kind of blocking time mm. for those dedicated activities. And then it will really feel renewing. Like for, for me, the reason that I was just stuck online and spending way too much time on that was because I was doing exactly what I said not to do. I was trying to parent and homeschool while I was having me time. And it went so much better when I would go out on Friday nights to scrapbook with my friends. Mm-hmm. No kids, <laughs> nothing. That's all I did. That was my me time. I could go home then and I was renewed and I was ready to take on my responsibilities again. Well, now this plays into, I think, maybe the final question we want to ask, and that's, in a two-parent family, how do dads, because we have guys that listen to this show. Yeah, and have asked the same for themselves. You know, how, how do they how guilt do, free? How do they do know? this? But I think initially it's that discussion. I mean, I'm listening to Melanie talk about this. I'm like, well, you know, as a dad, take the time. Walk away. I, I say that. You know, I want you to leave and get time to yourself. <laughs> Uh, because That's I funny. know if you try and rest and, and then there are other times where I say, let me get everybody out of this, you know, cause like this weekend you said, if I don't get alone time in the pantry, right. we're doing uh, chores this weekend. Clean she out said, the pantry by myself. You know, yeah. I can't do this with kids here cause as things come out of the pantry, they will right. devour it or make a mess <laughs> or something. And so you know, it for this me. weekend it's, I'm going to take people away, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of times you know, like last week when I said, you get away. And then mm-hmm. the mutual is, um, you know, dads need to do this as well. But I, I don't know if we need to camp on the dads. Well, so much. but the son, I mean, the reality of that, just so people have a picture. And again, we don't want you to be like Fletcher's. And I know Melanie doesn't want you to be like Melanie. You know, we all want you to be free to be how God has created you and to do the things that that God has, you know, specifically designed your family and your marriage to be for. But but as an example, yes, you're taking them for an adventure on Saturday, which feeds you, feeds your soul right. and your relationship That's... with them, feeds me because I get the time, the quiet to work on some projects. But then Sunday, there are some things that are going on in our family that really are going to nurture you right. well. And so it is mm-hmm. that give and take. You know, this is a marriage. This is a, I'm looking out for you. You're looking out for me. And it, it works that way for us. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, my husband's pretty unusual. 
um, very, very <laughs> extroverted guy off the charts. And he needs a lot of time to do things with his friends. He's going to be going deep sea fishing with his friends. And he goes on ski trips every year. He goes out. He just went out to a movie with some friends from church <laughs> the other night. Um, he has a men's Bible study that he goes to. I mean, just so many things. And it's it's really been a blessing for me because then it gives me that that freedom to feel like I can do that too. And the one thing that I would say maybe to a dad who hasn't hasn't really given his wife permission to take time for herself is to think about your wife like a very, very expensive car. And you wouldn't drive your very expensive car around with no oil mm. in it, right? <laughs> right. Uh, because that will destroy the car. Well, if you don't allow your wife to go in and get an oil change, however that looks for her, <laughs> get some oil added, um, then she could definitely stop running your household and your homeschool. Um, so it's, it is so, so important. And sometimes it requires a little bit of a push. You know, you have to be a little stern about it and just say, you know what? Um, I know you think you're doing the right thing by just never leaving the house or never doing anything that is just for you, but it's a mistake. It's really a mistake. Yeah. We see this biblically too. I mean, Jesus was very purposeful in walking away from the crowd, walking away from those disciples who I would say were just as needy as my kids, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and knowing where he needed to refuel and how and when to do that. So this isn't an extra biblical, you know, modern day concept. This is, this is how we are wired to run and we need the rest. Well, even in, I mean, you think about a seventh day, a Sabbath, there yeah. is this idea that God wants us to, you know, renew, renew the ground, renew ourselves, uh, mm. take a break. And in fact, he did it. So yes. it's not mm -hmm. a bad idea. Uh, and so I think when so, people say this is being selfish, eh, I don't know. Talk about God. Well, you know? <laughs> then don't look at me or Melanie or Fletch. Look at Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he did so. He's a, he's a better example than any of us. Hey, this has been super fun as always. We want to thank you for being on Homeschooling IRL. What do you have coming up on the Homeschool Sanity Show in the next few weeks? Well, I'm really excited because I have an episode on dealing with uncooperative children. Oh. How do we homeschool them? Wow. <laughs> so I'm super, I need to listen to I know. that one. <laughs> well, that's, I am excited. Uh, we want our listeners to go check out Melanie's website, blog, podcast, and Periscope at homeschoolsanity.com. Uh, where can our listeners find you on social media? Yeah, well, I have a Homeschool Sanity Facebook page. And for anyone who is interested in checking out Periscope, I have a Facebook group for those who are on Periscope. It is homeschoolscopes.tv. We have a lot of fun there. That's great. Well, hey, thanks for being with us on this episode. And you know what? We will be coming back to you multiple times. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, homeschool moms and dads, you need to get out there now and start figuring out what, it, what me time means for you. Yeah, and let me remind everyone out there, especially you moms that are juggling a newborn on top of everything else, 
there are seasons. So this may not be your season to take a long walk every single morning without the kids, you know, but it may be your season to grab your Bible when the kids are napping or um, ask your husband for a half hour, an hour at night to get in the bubble bath. You know, whatever that is, that hot cup of tea, I don't know what that thing is for you, but if that brings you a measure of peace and uh, rejuvenation, please do that. Please yeah, do that. And stop poking your head over the fence at what is relaxing for someone else. Yeah. And stop judging one another when you find that thing. Because I was just thinking when you said that, oh, whatever it is, that cup of tea or whatever, you know, all the little arguments we have, you know, I'd love to journal with a cup of tea in a quiet, sunlit room. Okay, not me. That's not my gig. <laughs> right. And I know I, I poke fun a lot at that, but there are women who that they just love that. Sure. And dads, now's the time to step up. Recognize this beca- before it becomes an issue. I guarantee you she's going to love you for it if you give her the time. And, and I don't mean just love you for it. I mean, she is going to be a happier, yeah. healthier homeschooling mom and wife. Of course. And, you know, I have a confession here, Fletch. What? I don't like to color. <laughs> Does that come up? Yeah, well, oh, a lot sure of moms are into that year. coloring Boy, I mean, books. Yeah. the adult coloring book thing is a huge craze, and I just look at that and I think, oh no, thank you. Is it and just that me illustrates. Or does that sound creepy? An adult coloring book <laughs> no, that just sounds horrible. It's not. They're beautiful, yeah. but um, you know, and no pun intended, but that just illustrates our point that. It's, you know, not everything's for everybody. Right. I'm, I'm a knitter. Lots yeah. of people think that's just weird. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you're a knitter and a yoga, or I mean, a, a ballet-er. Right, a, a ballet. Ba- <laughs> a ballerina. You're a ballerina. And it's a soccer player and a footballer, but it is not a ballet just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, listeners, uh, this was another great show. We hope it brings you some freedom. We hope you get a different idea of what it means to homeschool in real life when we talk through these kind of real, you know, Uh, topics you can grasp and hold on to. Um, Don't forget, if you want to reach out to us and talk more about this, you can get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. If you want to tweet to us, it's at homeschoolirl. And of course, if you want to just email us a regular old email, info at homeschoolingirl.com. Remember, we have two major ways in which you can support this podcast. The first is to go to Patreon. It's patreon.com slash homeschoolingirl. And the second? The second would be to go leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe there, too. Next week, what's coming up, Fletch? This is the episode where you and I sit down in the studio, and uh, it's going to be a much quieter week next week. (laughs) So we're just going to sit in the studio and probably stare at each other. But the topic is teen boys and moms. And that's one that you are a professional on. Well, I'm not a professional, but I sure have raised three teen boys and have friends now kind of coming up into that age group. So um, I have some definite opinions. Maybe this is the episode where I get kind of pushy and opinionated. All right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's good because we're never pushy and opinionated, are we? Mm. All right, homeschoolers, have a great week. We will see you next week. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.